Our reading today is from Darkening the Doorways, Black Trailblazers and Missed Opportunities in Unitarian Universalism by Reverend Mark Morrison Reed. Quote, we are not called to succeed. We are called to try, responding because we have dreamed of a better, more just tomorrow. We are sustained by love and by hope. We care, therefore we act. In acting, we risk having our hearts broken a thousand times. That is the price our African-American religious forebears accepted. It is what living fully, deeply, and with integrity requires. Thank you, Ellie. We care, therefore we act. Because it is what living fully, deeply, and with integrity requires. Thank you, Reverend Mark Morrison Reed. Beloveds, when we care, when we act, when we choose to live with integrity in this world, how do we nourish our yearning for spiritual learning? How can we sustain our personal growth so our personal morals for all that takes place around us remain relevant to this place, this moment. As we live our lives upholding the free and independent search for truth and meaning, how do we carry the truths each of us experience into the beloved communities where we carry out our livelihoods? In this place, we generate a liberal religion of being and doing. Unitarian Universalism's evolution through centuries has centered the theologies discovered among the people. Our faith flourishes when it is allowed to be a moral fusion of the now, the moment, this moment where we serve the realities impacting communities within and beyond our congregations, supporting our desires to live a truth-based fellowship of faith so all souls may be set free to be. There are many things to cherish about practicing our UU faith. One is how wonderfully accessible our faith is for any soul on a spiritual journey. We do not desire to center an authoritative formula of religious belief. Instead, we center our faith on principles and sources of wisdom that are open and relevant. Our polity, that is the methods and covenants we craft 
to help guide us in practicing our faith. Our polity is a living experiment in how we might uphold a beloved democracy where all souls can help expand our principles and sources to accommodate today's truths. This principled circle of faith then can remain perpetually self-liberating. It can, and it is, growing wider to manifest safe spiritual space for the truths impacting all souls. Because the free and open exchange of the truth of lived wisdom sets us free. This is the place. Now is the time for continuing our liberation. So, how? Well, allow me to share with you some teachings from Raymond Panikar, a theologian whose lived experience was shaped by a fusion of cultures. Raymond Panikar was born in Barcelona in 1918 to a Spanish Catholic mother and a Hindu Indian father. Growing up, he studied chemistry, philosophy, and theology at Jesuit universities in Barcelona, Bonn, and Madrid. Over the course of his life, he came to fuse his studies of Hinduism, Buddhism, and Christianity into a multicultural morality which remains relevant today. And when he was in uh, midway in his life journey, he reflected on his years up to that point and humorously noted, I left Europe for India, I discovered I was a Hindu, and returned as a Buddhist without ever ceasing to be Christian. <laughs> Panikar was ordained as a Catholic priest, but was later expelled for disagreeing with that institution's authoritative formula of religious beliefs. Later in life, he became a visiting professor at Harvard Divinity School devoting his life to his emerging revelations about his multicultural heritage and spiritual experience. As a result, Panikar came to believe that humankind tends not to discover new realms of the divine as generations come and go. Rather, he came to believe that all that humankind considers to be divine is a kind of everlasting landscape, an everlasting container of all that stirs wonderment in our souls as we journey through life. His revelations led him to a unique theological metaphor which can help 
any soul in their journey. It has certainly helped mine. Namely, that as each of us progresses through life, we come to view that everlasting landscape of wonderment and the divine through a kind of window frame. Each of us constructs based on our personal experiences of that divine landscape and the unique beliefs and morals that life's experience form within us. So as we journey, we also construct our framed perspective. And each of us looks upon what we consider to be divine through our unique window. Our windows take on different shapes and different sizes. Some people's windows are framed by many supporting beliefs, others only a few. Some people's windows are framed by size. They grow to be small in perspective during their lifetime. Others tend to grow larger and more spacious on their journey, opening to a broader field of view on the divine. At this point in my humble life, my window frame has come to be four-sided. And I'd like to take a moment to describe it to you. With a frame crafted, if you will, from sturdy Unitarian Universalist wood, I consider it wide and spacious. But like most of us, I'm challenged on that thought every day as I come to discover new truths. And my frame's inner edges have become bejeweled with religious naturalism, which is our reverence for the transcendent wonders of our natural world. There are jewels of Buddhism and the mindful path to enlightenment Jewels of liberation theology, where liberation from oppression can deliver us from ruin. There are Abrahamic beliefs, that's Jewish, Christian, and Muslim, which honor others' journeys with agape, as you would have them honor yours. And then there are jewels of humanism, process theology, and science sprinkled throughout my framed perspective, like stars in the night sky, twinkling their little reminders to me that all that is divine is in a continual process of becoming in all living things and beings. Thank you friends, for indulging me as I share my window on the divine as it exists today. But most importantly, I want to ask you in this place, at this moment, what sources of spiritual wisdom, what jewels shape and bedazzle your window's frame? What size is it? 
what shape? I'm inviting you to take a moment here to reflect on this. If you're here on your own, feel free to focus your mind on what a few beliefs may be, a few jewels of wisdom. If you're here or at home with a friend or beloved, feel free to share a source or two that come to mind, just in a whisper. That moment, friends, that moment of reflection and sharing that we've just enjoyed together is the essence of Panikkar's simple revelation. When you engage in sharing your unique perspectives on the everlasting landscape of all that is divine with yourself and another person, and they share theirs with you, their beliefs may influence yours, yes? And over time, you may find yourself adjusting your soul's perspective to gain a clearer view, a clearer understanding. We can do well to remain mindful that we do not frame our souls by merely listening to a minister or a friend or a neighbor, a beloved. We do not alter or adjust our window by simply listening to another person describe theirs. Witnessing Honoring your neighbor's differently shaped window on all they consider divine requires more of you than that. It requires healthy humility and honor for all windows, which will not be found by hiding inside your house of perspectives. The way to our soul's resilience is to open our windows and go out, all the way out to the edges of our known views, open-hearted, curious, sharing truths as we heed our lived experience, our inner jewels of spiritual enlightenment, because it's our open-hearted relations that can expand our framed perspective on all that is divine. Panikkar wisely noted that none of us can experience that divine landscape through another soul's window, right? You can listen to another soul describe their window of beliefs about all they see and experience, and they can listen to you describe yours but you cannot truly experience what is divine in the ways they do, nor they you. You cannot fully know that everlasting landscape as they perceive it. 
and friends, that is as it should be. That is one of the beautiful mysteries of living your authentic self as one humble soul among billions of souls. Thank you, Raimon Panikar. Friends, each of us has everything we need within us to seek out and honor one another's perspectives with the open heart. I assure you, sharing with an open heart will not place your beliefs, your morals in jeopardy. On the contrary, practicing the open heart allows the jewels of wisdom from others lived experience that makes sense to you to broaden your perspective, to help answer your questions about what is divine in our world. Isn't that why we gather this morning across the internet, here in person, making music, practicing peace, aren't we openly sharing our experiences of the divine that dwell within and among us? When we practice the open heart with wholesome humility and abiding compassion, are we not generating safe spiritual space for all souls. This, friends, is the safe, beloved space for that practice. Now is the time. May it be so. And amen.